Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Bob. Hey, Bob. He's a four-time tire rotation champion. When he was a baby, his first words were automatic transmission fluid. Bob's so cool, he has engine coolant running through his veins. And then there's Kyle, also known as Premium Unleaded. Legend has it that Kyle can change your oil with his toes and that he can tell your tire's air pressure just by how you're walking. He's Bob, he's Kyle, and every Saturday morning they morph together to form the greatest superhero known to man, Mr. Mechanic. Check engine lights don't stand a chance. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB. All right, good morning. It's Mr. Mechanic time here on 1110 KFAB. 558-1110 are the numbers to get in. Get in early get in often you can call me every week i don't care we're your interactive saturday morning car talk show we talk about anything everything cars automotive related if you got a problem with your car and you want to try to fix it yourself if you don't know what your mechanic's trying to say if you got some light on your dash that's maybe new to you that you haven't seen before plenty of those to come on and every year we get about five more there's always a lot of lights I'm Kyle. With me this morning is Carl. Carl, you're getting to be a familiar face around here. Good morning. Yeah. You can see me? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. We'll get a live feed from here. <laughs> find it's it. raining out. I'm find a good it. weather forecaster. Yeah, yeah. Not the best morning on the forecast to be out working on your car, but some of you, I mean, desperation sets in, and today's the day. Get a raincoat. All right. We're here to answer your questions. Big week in the shop. I mean, we've seen just about a little bit of everything. We've got timing going on. We've got top-end rebuilds going on. Yep. Touched on the carburetor era there early on. Yeah, a little Generators. bit of, little bit of everything. So here's something I was reading. You know, we're big into facts here on this show. Facts, comedy, whatever the case may be. So an insurance company here did a study the country's worst drivers, as far as, you know, or the city's worst driver, or worst driver driving city. This is in the whole country? The whole country. Like Germany? No, just the United States here. We'll talk about that here first. Let's okay. just kind of crack the egg a little bit at a time. So, Got to be San Francisco. No, not actually. Huh. Um so, I mean, they did a study, you know, as far as they kind of took into consideration DUIs, citations, accidents, speeding tickets, things of that nature, and they tallied it all up to find the top ten. So I'm only going to go with the top five because those other five, I mean, those are boring cities to begin with. I mean, who wouldn't be mad to be there? <laughs> Number five, Richmond, Virginia. Never been there. Me either. But, I mean, it seems like kind of... The East Coast is pretty condensed. Yeah. I mean, they're the Campbell soup of the roadway era. I mean, it's I can see where that could get frustrating. I mean, then we yeah. got number four, Columbus, Ohio. 
Never been there either. Yeah. Columbus, I mean, they got a zoo there. I mean, I get it. It's Ohio. Yeah. There's nothing in Ohio. And we got Bakersfield. I guess Canton is there, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you got the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but that's a ways off. Those guys are still doing pretty good. They didn't even make yeah. the chart. I mean, I'm talking worst driver. You got to really put in the effort to get these numbers. Bakersfield, California. Bakersfield. Would not be the one that I would think of. I mean, it's kind of, you know, not totally off the big city grid, but, I mean, it's not necessarily a small town either. That would be in the top ten. Yeah, I mean, you see pictures of Bakersfield. And, I mean, you got the palm trees, you know, some kind of rolling hills. Like kind of a, yeah, yeah, kind of a peaceful-looking place. But <laughs> don't get behind the wheel. Riverside, California. That I can see. That one, yeah. Yeah. Riverside. Don't go to Riverside. Nope. They are not playing around there. Nope. <laughs> Might end up in the river. Which leads me to our number one out of ten cities with the worst drivers in the country. Can we get a drum roll here for this Council one? Council Bluffs. Omaha, Nebraska. Worst city for driving in. Really? Mm-hmm. The worst. Who did this poll? Uh, an insurance company did this poll. Their name is on here but yeah insurance poll kind of took all these numbers omaha you did it <laughs> we're number one and i want to say congratulations on the w here but um you know this is just the start of this i mean worldwide i mean we're gonna take this to the top i mean we're up against i mean we got mexico city sao paulo brazil rio de janeiro cities two or three times as i mean yeah this is just the first round so i mean when you're out there i mean don't be afraid hit that horn a yeah. couple times, you know, flip them to bird a few more times. I mean, this could, I mean, it seems like a little, but I mean, it could really lead to a big thing. I mean, yeah. if we win the world's worst driving Olympics, I mean, hey. But all that aside, let's let's talk about cars. All right. Let's talk to Stephen with a 2010 Ram 1500 with a V8 Hemi in it. Stephen, tell me about that truck. All right, so a couple of weeks ago, my water pump uh, decided to go out on my truck. Okay. So my mechanic couldn't get it in soon enough for my time frame, so I decided to do it myself. And I uh, got it all done. And uh, I've noticed since then, and I think I know why, what happened was when I changed the water pump out, I didn't get enough radiator fluid, the proper levels, into it quickly enough. And... I think it damaged the water pump. This is just my opinion, and mm. I say that because now uh, the truck does not overheat, which is good. Okay. Uh, the needle stays where it needs to be at, which is just barely below the halfway mark, just barely. Sure. But I've got a continuous whine now. Uh, it's not nearly as loud as the you know the pump that was shot. Okay. Uh, and then the other thing I've noticed is my AC and my heater are no longer working at 100% capacity like they should be. So I guess my questions are, I my gut says, okay, you've probably damaged the pump. You're going to have to replace it because it's going to go out quicker than it should. But should I be overly stressing about the situation right now? Well... Let's focus on the steak and not the peas here. Yeah. 
Um, okay. So not having any coolant or enough coolant quick enough in that cooling system, it's not going to affect that pump one way or the other. No. That pump, all it's got to do is turn. It doesn't know that there's fluid behind it or not. So okay. that had no bearing on what you got going on here now nor will it affect his air conditioner with a whining noise i mean it could be that pump have you put a stethoscope or a screwdriver on there to verify it is that pump uh no i just assumed it was so i mean if that pump was going bad if you had a bearing that was shot in there i mean this could be a secondary noise that was happening on top of that that i mean water pumps when they go bad they're pretty audible and yeah. you could have definitely not heard a, like a secondary whirring noise or just simply wrote it off. That's right. one thing. Um, so, I mean, that being said, normally what I would do if I had a concerning noise after a repair is I'm going to get out my stethoscope. I'm going to go to each pulley and I'm going to narrow it down, see kind of where my noise is at. And secondly, Pop the belt off and start it. Is your noise still there? Is this uh, an internal? I mean, do you have a PCV valve that's stuck, causing a whining on your oil cap? Copy. Okay. Um, Try rinsing the belt off. Sometimes the belt gets too much antifreeze on it, and they will make noise. Sure. Yeah. Spray okay. some brake cleaner yeah. or simply pour some water down there and see if it changes. Um, okay. Okay. Now, with the second part of your question, so your heater isn't working good, you said? Right. It's just it's not it's just not as hot as, as it used to be. Okay. And I just I just assumed that was in relation to the pump is now, you know, bad. No. <laughs> I mean, if your pump is bad, you're not going to be circulating if you're not getting heat. Um, okay. So you would be overheating hard. I'm not worried about that, though, because you're running right in the middle. So okay. my secondary concern on that, I think you got air in there still. These Dodge trucks can take some time to bleed out. Those heater hoses, they go up from the pump, make a right. hard right angle. It can take some time to get all that air out of there. Because a big system. I mean, essentially, your heater core sits pretty high up in the system there. It's not uncommon to get an air pocket in there, even after the fact. And if I'm not running the heater or the air conditioner on a regular basis, it's going to take even longer for it to work to bubble out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they make a funnel that you can attach to the top of your radiator. It's like a big, like, half-gallon bucket, and you stick it on there, and it's got a cap adapter. You can get them at any parts store. And that's what we use in the shop. You just screw that on there, maybe fill it a quarter of the way full, and just let this thing run. You know, some of them take a half hour. Some take longer. You know, you can get in there and give it some gas, get it up to 2,000 RPMs, you know, see where that takes you. I'm going to bet you still got air in there, though. Let's tackle that. Okay. Cool beans. Thank you, gentlemen. Yeah, you bet, Stephen. Thanks for the call. Good luck. All right. Bye. All right. What Stephen dropping off gives you a chance to call in, talk to me Saturday morning, Kyle, Mr. Mechanic Show. We'll be back after this. The problem is all inside your tire, he said to me. The answer is easy if you simply stop the leak. Listen closely and you'll hear the air squeak There must be 50 ways to change your tire 50 ways to change your tire You gotta get out the jack, Zach Watch out for the rim, Jim You don't need to be quick, slick Just get the job done Tighten up those bolts, cold. It don't cost too much, Gus Then give a good kick, Mick and the job 
All right, we're back. Mr. Mechanic Show, KFAB, Saturday morning, 558-1110 are the numbers to get in. Get in soon. Get in quick. Get it fixed today. All right, we're going to jump right back into the calls. We're filling up here quick. Let's talk to Jerry, 2015 Kia Sorento. Jerry, what do you got going on today? Well, I was just wondering, uh, I got uh, solid lifters, and I think over 60,000 miles you're supposed to have them adjusted or something. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. No, I'm familiar with the 2015 Sorento. Um, It's a V6. V6. I don't believe that there is any adjustment on those. Yeah, according to the book or whatever they're supposed to, I don't know. But my question is, too, uh, I just don't like that cartridge oil filter thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's, I've kind of heard it's kind of common where it's startup for about three or four seconds that makes a noise. Well, that'd be your tensioners and everything in there kind of rattling. Um, nothing really to do with that cartridge filter, but... Um, oh, it'd be the timing chain tensioners, maybe? Yeah, that's not an uncommon thing. How many miles you got on this, Jerry? I got 74,000 miles. No, it's still young. Yep. So as yeah, far as any kind of valve adjustment goes or any kind of concerning factors that I have to do with the valve train on this car, one, you're going to have a constant rattle that's going to get worse as it gets hot. Uh-huh. Um, two, you might get a check engine light for a lean code. No, I haven't had anything like that. I'd leave it alone. You're going to yeah, take I a just, lot of that engine apart just to get down to it to adjust those. Yeah, um, they sent out a uh, they sent out a deal where it's under warranty yet about the oil pressure switch. They've mm-hmm. had problems with them leaking and stuff. Oh yeah, that's under warranty. Yeah, they've. Yeah, I haven't had any problem with that. I kind of keep my oil checked, and I use Mobile One full synthetic, so I really haven't had a problem. Mm-hmm. It just, uh, uh, that oil drains back out of the oil filter, and I don't know if they switched them around and put them on the bottom now or what. But No, as far as I am I know, they, I mean, it's going to be in the same area. They didn't redesign the motor or anything on you. Okay, well, I, I was just kind of worried. It's been doing this for about four years mm-hmm. and i haven't had a problem when you first started up the oil light kind of flickers a little bit but otherwise it goes out sure but yeah maybe just keep an eye on that i wouldn't worry about the adjusting any valves or anything but i mean if they're covering that pressure switch under warranty i mean maybe take them up on that yeah well it, it, only if it leaks sure oh. but uh no i was just wondering i Kind of disappointed with Kia's in a way, too. So, yeah. Them, like anybody else, they have their flaws. They have their Everybody benefits. I mean. No, I, I bought it used. I had I bought it at 30,000 miles, and I got 74 on it now. And I keep my oil change right around 4,000, something like that. Sure. I like to keep good, clean oil in there. Oh, I get that. I get that 100%. But, yeah, I mean, Kia's, they're. They're a good car. I mean, they seem to be. I mean, they're a very popular car. And yeah, I mean, I've had. I've, I haven't really had any problems with it. I just had outer tie rods, uh, tie rods put on because they were loose. But sure. Other than that, I really haven't had a problem. Yeah. Keep but up I on guess, that car. It'll last you a while. Yeah, I guess I'm not going to worry about it. I would just kind of question whether I have to have those. They got solid lifters in there and. The, says something in the book that they need to be adjusted, but it's not really making a lot of noise or anything. So 
Yeah, I can tell you I've done this job for about 20 years. I've never adjusted a set of those. Uh, I don't think I'm going to worry about it. Sure, sure. All right. Thanks for the call, Jerry. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. All right, what Jerry dropping off gives you a chance to call in. Speaking of that, let's talk to Tony. Tony here has got a car, maybe? Tony, you there? Yeah, yeah, this is Tony. Tony, great. I have a 1955 uh, Bel Air convertible that starts sometimes, and sometimes it don't. Well, that's normal. Yeah, well, yeah. 55, it's old. Yeah. It is old. And I can... uh, I can cross it over at the starter to make it run, but I can't, when I start it, at the key, it, it just won't start sometimes. So, huh. I'm not sure what my problem is. Well, to make this real easy, you can just run a wire up from your starter through the floor and just touch it inside so you don't have to climb under. Well, that yeah, that... That might work. Push yeah. I'll have to try that. Yeah, I don't have to crawl underneath it though. I can just reach right in the engine because there's so much room in that engine that you can kind of get to it and see. So well, I'm just talking about the car show factor here. Just trying to help you, you know, maybe save a little face. Just get those wires under the dash and just touch them together. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll try that. I'll yeah. try that. Give that a shot, MrMechanic.com. We sell 25 foot spools of wire. <laughs> Mr. Mechanic version, okay. Well, yeah, you want to get that, and not the regular stuff. We've got multicolors. Okay. Yeah, multiple More colors. More flexibility. Flexibility. Okay. Yeah. Higher Pre-wired, I'm sure. drag resistance. Yep. 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 Yeah. All right. Well, I will try that. I appreciate it. I love your show, and uh, thanks for answering my question. Tony, thank you so much. Absolutely. We're going to send a you weekend. a free shirt and hat. All right. Okay. <laughs> thank you. All right. Thank you, Tony. All right. Old car question, Tony. Hey, call me with your old car questions. We can help you out. All right. After the break here, we'll talk more about old cars. 558-1110. Thanks. All right. We're back, Mr. Mechanic time. All right. Welcome to the second half of our show here. 558-1110 are the numbers to get in. Get in quick. Time is running short. All right, let's talk to Rick, 2011 F-150. Rick, what do you got? Yeah, I've got this. Uh, on cold startups, there's a noise, a rattling. It's a 3.5 turbo. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if it's the tensioner on the timing chain or it's the phasers. And I'm just wondering, one or the other, if, if the timing chain goes out, will that, that throw the valves into the piston? Oh, it could. Definitely could. Um, yeah. These... These little turbo motors, they had problems with timing chains early on there. So, yeah, odds are it's something in there. Either your tensioner's losing oil pressure, it's bleeding back down to the pan quicker than it should, or you've got some phasers that may be getting worn, that spring's getting loose in there. Could be a factor. Um, The way to kind of... Go ahead. I was saying, I've got 133,000 miles on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the thing to do that we would do is let it sit, get cold overnight. Have two guys with you. Go outside, open the hood first thing in the morning. Get underneath that hood. Put a stethoscope, a long screwdriver, something that will give you something audible to listen to or you can put your ear up to. 
and have them start it. Then you can tell, is your rattle coming from the front of the engine around your timing chain? Is it coming from your cylinder heads? Is it maybe a bottom end rattle? Do you have an AC compressor that's partially stuck on? Is your drive belt tensioner kind of shaking at first? Things like that. Okay. But that's kind of how we would tackle that. Um, do you have any kind of check engine light or anything on? No, never. I mean, it started probably six to eight weeks ago towards the beginning of summer, and it just, sure. I've just kind of checking up on it, thinking, reading up on it, thinking, well, it could be this or it could be that. And, mm -hmm. You're probably, I and mean, it looks like it's, that being a 2011, you're probably reading a lot of everything. Yeah, I'd say it's, it's, uh, it's out of my well, realm of, of repair, actually. Sure. And... I mean, that can be a bigger job. If um, When you're changing the oil, or what kind of oil are you using? I've always used full synthetic. Okay. Um, so it shouldn't really be too much of a problem there if your level's where it should be. I mean, you might try putting something maybe a touch heavier. Don't go too extreme with it. You know, maybe find a small additive or something you can add to it to maybe thicken things up in there, but... If it's well, rattled, that, that do, well, it might help. Well, that the, it may help the oil stay where it needs to be longer. Oh, okay. You know, with it being thicker, I mean, what's going to run out of your hand faster, water or oil? I mean, that kind of concept <laughs> going on here. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if it gets to, I mean, I've seen plenty of timing chains have issues in that. I mean, they had problems with the cylinder heads also having issues in those trucks. The turbos have issues. Um, you just kind of got to put your ear to it and really be underneath there and get your hands on things. But, I mean, I can tell you if it is in those timing chains or cylinder heads, that's a very, very intense job. Yeah, that's what I read. <clears throat> yeah, a lot of that Above and beyond my pay grade. Yeah, yeah, not mine. <laughs> well, maybe you'll be seeing me there real shortly. Hey, I'll be here for you. All right, but All right, yeah, you bet, Rick. Give Good that luck. a shot. Give me a call. Let me know. We'll get it fixed one way or another. All right. With Rick dropping off, gives you a chance to call in. Let's call in soon. We got another call here. Let's go with Freedom. Freedom, what do we got? How we doing? Excellent. Good, good. Hey, so uh, used Corvettes, looking at getting one, wanted to know if there was a specific year span that you would stay away from well in speaking no i mean yeah because let me tell you you're in the market for a corvette because you want a corvette you don't need a corvette but you want one and my advice yeah. to you is go out get a look at go to a corvette show they're out there. There's a Corvette club in Omaha. You can Google them. You can call the club president. There's all eras of Corvettes in this club. Go to their next yeah. meeting. Sit in a few of them. Find the Corvette that you love the most. That's the Corvette to get. Great yeah, advice. I appreciate it. They all had problems. I mean, they're a Corvette. They're expensive. Yeah. They can be. Yeah. Get the one you want. Yeah, buy it right. You'll love it. Thank you, guys. You got it. All right. Corvettes are a cool car. I was at a show last weekend in Bennington. There was a 
whole street full of Corvettes. I mean, anything from the 50s to the 2021. They all run? Yeah. Hmm. At least I, I think they made it there. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Long-term parking in Bennington, Nebraska could be. I mean, but yeah, speaking of car shows, we got a lot coming up. It's coming into car show time of year here. Perfect time of the year. Perfect time of the year. Maybe not today, but tomorrow. Hey, great yep. day. <clears throat> so tomorrow going on, we've got, oh, today we've got a tractor show out in Waverly. If you're into antique tractors, we got a show out in Waverly. Also the 40th anniversary of Karsten Farms, Shelby, Iowa. Huge homestead thrashing demonstrations. All kinds of stuff. Fun for the kids. Tractor show. Omaha here tomorrow. We've got Navi's show and shine. Last show for them this summer. A few others coming up here in Omaha. Arnold Motor Company. Their annual show's coming up. I've heard that's usually a pretty good one out there. <coughs> Big turnout. Great place. There's always good food. Good time. Get out to these car shows. Take the family. Support these local car shows, businesses. Car collectors and enthusiasts. You'll see some cool stuff, I promise. You will. All right. Back into the calls. We got Doug here. Comment on past call he made. Yeah, Doug. Hi. I just want to thank you guys for the advice you gave me a while back. I have a 2005 Toyota Corolla okay. and a 2012 Nissan pickup, both of which were making noticeable engine noise. Okay. And I didn't think there's anything wrong with them. You guys recommend switching back to regular oil, which I did, Okay. from synthetic. And guess what? Noise went away. Nice. I'm glad to hear that, Doug. Glad to see you're back up and going. Easy fix. It's a very simple fix, and it actually made a lot of sense because the oil, like you say, is thicker. Uh It runs to the engine slower, and it quiets all that noise down. And there was nothing wrong with the engines. Yeah. Easy fix. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. You bet, Doug. Thanks for the call back. All right. All right, let's take a quick break here, and we'll get back into the calls. 558-1110, Mr. Mechanic Show. See you in a bit. All right, we're back. Told you that wouldn't take long. All right, car talk, power hour. Bob, Bob, you got a Buick? Where are you at? What do you got going? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Hey, uh, I'm uh, put, putting the fuel injector system back in. Okay. On it, and uh, besides replacing the seals, is there uh, a cleaner or something I should be using on the individual injectors? Well, or no. Spraying them with a carb cleaner or anything? Yeah, I mean, you can take some brake cleaner or carburetor cleaner and kind of knock the dirt off them if you want. Some people you'll see, I mean, they soak them in solvent and everything else like that, but it's not necessary. I just clean the ends of them, make sure where your seal goes is good and clean. Yeah, you don't want any dirt falling down in the hole. You you put know. your... Any... But I mean, in, internally, I mean, you know. No. Internally. Okay. No. Nope. I yep. just plug okay. them back in. You're running good gas. That'll clean them. Okay. But yeah, get your new seals on there. Away you go. You'll be set and running. Lube up the okay. rings. What, what do you just use a little bit of oil, uh, fresh oil around the seals? or Sure. Or, uh, Whatever makes them slick. Yep. Yeah, that'll work just yeah. fine. Yep. A little bit of carburetor cleaner, not brake cleaner, but carburetor cleaner can make them slippery. But, yeah, uh-huh. your engine oil will be just fine. Yep. Get a little bit on there, not a whole lot. Just enough so they don't roll. Okay. All righty. Hopefully that helps you out. Good enough. All right, Bob. Thanks, thanks for the call. 
All right, with Bob dropping off, gives you a chance to call in. We got Dennis here. Dennis, 07 Tucson, 41,000 miles. What do we got? Well, we got a, a mechanic told me this is a kind of a yes or no question for you guys. He warned me that I'd better get the timing chi- timing chain changed by 60,000 or it'll take the engine and the whole job costs around a thousand. You get a kit with a timing chain, a water pump, and the whole deal. He's talking about a timing and, belt, right? Well, he said the word chain, but you guys know better than I do. It's a, it's a five-speed, and it just turned 40,000. I think it's a timing belt in that car. Okay. So what do you say? Do you say I need to get it changed? A little preventive maintenance? Yeah, I think it's got a timing belt in it, and I mean, even if it were a chain, if it were a chain, I wouldn't touch it at all till it had an issue. If it were a belt, I wouldn't yeah. worry about it till a hundred thousand. Yeah. So I mean, forty thousand. I mean, that's premature for any. You're not even doing brakes at forty thousand. Although it is okay. fifteen years uh, old, so I mean, the age uh, on it might be a factor. You'd want to take a peek. Yeah, at the belt. fifteen years old. But anyway. But I mean, uh, the best thing to do. I mean, and this is, there's going to be a plastic cover over there. I mean, you can take it off, look at the belt, or take it to, you know, maybe get a second opinion, find a mechanic, and take that cover off, look at that belt. If there's a lot of cracks, by all means do it. If not, you know, I mean, I've seen where cars are stored inside their whole life, and believe it or not, you pull these things. Okay, so yeah, get that cover off, get a good look at that belt, make sure there's no cracks. But I mean, okay. Generally speaking, a timing belt goes a hundred thousand miles. A timing chain, we don't touch them unless we With have good to. service. Well, go I heard that. I don't know. You guys know what this means? It's supposed to be a static chain connected. Whatever static means. Hmm. Uh, that's what I said. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. I'll uh, I'll check into it, and I appreciate your time. Sure. Yeah, give me a call back. Guys. Let me know on that one, because I'm pretty sure that that's a belt motor. But, yeah, I mean, can... I've been wrong before a lot. Uh, it's a four-cylinder. Four <laughs> four yeah. He said it was a four-cylinder motor. It's one of the better ones that uh, yeah. Hyundai made. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll, fi- we'll find out. Thanks, okay. guys. Yeah, you, you bet. bet. Hmm. Yeah, timing components are important. Yeah. But service maintenance they last forever all right we got dave with a jeep grand cherokee 2005 dave go ahead good morning uh, for a few minutes yet i guess sure. but uh, uh i'm uh 2005 jeep grand cherokee uh i'm looking at purchasing it for a, a first car for my daughter okay uh, it's got a miles on it and it's uh the 47 v8 mm-hmm. so just wondering if there's any particular bugs or gremlins that i should kind of be on the lookout for before i go write a check sure well i mean it's a pretty low mileage car for that age um it's got a real good carfax on it too a lot of a lot of dealer service on it excellent um that being said i mean problems with jeep grand cherokees i've put a lot of heater cores in them a lot of evaporator cores in them that jobs can be a couple thousand dollars yep <laughs> but if you don't care about heating and air conditioning you don't have to worry about it <laughs> that's a daughter you know how that goes so. yeah 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 get ready for it so um exactly yeah engine wise transmission wise i mean we've seen some issues but i mean if the car's been serviced regularly like you say yeah 
it hasn't been beat up bad. I think you got a, a lot of the, shot. I, I've looked at a, a few of the Grand Cherokees. I've noticed they seem to have some real rust issues. Is that super common, or is it just more around here? Yeah, where, where we're at. Yeah, because of where we're at. <clears throat> yeah, you bet. Um, a lot of them do. I mean, just take it through the car wash twice a month. I yep, mean, in yep, the winter yeah. time, maybe a little bit more. Whenever they put that stuff down on the road, you'll know it because you'll probably get stuck behind one of those trucks. She's going to get a membership to one of the car washes as a, as a birthday <laughs> gift, I think. So That's a good one. Excellent. Now all she's got to do is use it. So, yeah, anytime all you right. see those trucks, get through the wash. So and overall, though, you think that's a pretty good vehicle, especially with the miles on it? Yeah. They're I mean, as long as you're buying it right, I mean, yeah. I mean, it'll be a good first car. I mean, it's, it's big. yep. bigger. Structurally sound, great crash test rating. She'll have plenty of motor to pass everybody. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, I always look for uh, the vehicles that are out there that uh, you don't see a lot of on a car lot, and you see a lot of on a highway, and that yeah. seems to be one of them for sure. So yeah, but, yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys very much for your time. Sure, sure. Uh, take care. Have a yep. great weekend. See, and that's the funny thing too. Like some people, like hey. There's a lot of these on the road, but not a lot at the car lots. Popular car, whereas us mechanics, we go to the junkyard and we're like, <laughs> "All right, there's plenty of these in here. I can get whatever part I need." Yep. <laughs> That's just the way it goes. But yeah, that'll be a great Jeep for first-time driver. Just get yeah. it bought right; it'll be perfect. Yeah, all-wheel drive. Gosh, first cars. I remember my first truck. Yeah. Years, years have gone by. Fifteen. <laughs> 20? 20. 20. More than 20. 22. 23. 23. Did you have your first car in your 15? Yeah. God. <laughs> Get out the calculator. It's saying to be continued. <laughs> I can't count how many cars you've had. It's been a lot, but hey, they last as long as I allow it. That's true. <laughs> they do. Yeah, some of them weren't my fault, though. Some of them got taken from me early. That wasn't fair. Right. I should have just kept it yard art. But, yeah, anyway. So, yeah, this weekend, car shows. It'd be like a gnome, wouldn't it? A gnome. Your your, your old cars, you could just put them in the yard, make make them like a gnome. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, look at what. I mean, people did that back in the 50s, and now they're selling those cars to people that want to restore them for thousands of dollars. But, anyway. Jason, what do you think about that? Do you think I should have kept them all? Hey, real quick, guys. I got a 2013 Ford Raptor with 168,000 miles. The great uh, 6.2 liter V8. I'm wondering, longevity-wise, what do I need to do to keep this bad boy running? Service. Change the oil. Keep it service. Just change oil and regular service. Yep. I Go mean, by. It's been a great truck so far. Sure. They are. It needs brakes. Get brakes. It needs the transmission service. By all means, get it done. Keep up on All the right, fluids. Guys, the car will keep up on you. Got it. Thank you. You like bet, Jason. What's that? Oh, we lost you, Jason. Sorry. Yeah, service. Service is important. Keep that oil changed. Transmission service. Flush out the brakes. Yep. Keep it all going. Belts, rubber hoses. Remember, your rubber hoses are like your tires. Don't take them over 10 years. <laughs> all right. That's all the time we got. Give us a call here next week. Same time, same place, Mr. Mechanic Show. All right, I'm Kyle. Carl. We'll see you next week. Call us.
Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade.